Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 22nd day of October 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside on a beautiful day in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. This is a beautiful, it's right now, it's around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The sun is out, the sky is beautiful, the weather is perfect. It's the, the proverbial looks like another perfect day that Randy Newman sang about in the I Love L.A. song. And I am going to be doing a two-part podcast again. This is before Game 6 of the National League Championship Series between the Cubs and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I'll be doing something afterwards. Had a very relaxing day. Um, just doing stuff around the house. Doing chores. I sat down. I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with my kids. They had never seen it before. Uh, if you can't remember which one that is, that's the Indiana Jones film with Sean Connery. Uh, and it's still a lot of fun. It's still a lot of fun and still... It was, uh, it holds up after all these years. That film came out in 1989. That was a year after the last time the Dodgers went to the World Series. I was a senior in high school when that film came out. Actually, technically, I was a junior in high school when it came out. Because it came out in the spring of 1989. But let's use the rule of seven. For those of you who know me, and I know I do, the rule of seven is the rule that I have that you don't really f- follow a baseball team or any sports team or any real, real knowledge until you're around seven years old. So the last time the Dodgers went to the World Series was 28 years ago. Add seven to that. It's 35. Any Dodger fan who is 35 years old or younger has no memory of their team playing in the World Series. And I remind you, this was a team, was the only team to win two World Series in the 1980s. They were in three World Series in the 1970s. They were in, how many World Series were they in in the 60s? They were in in 63, 65, uh, and 66. So they were in three World Series in the 60s, winning two of them. They were in, and in Los Angeles, they were in the 59 World Series, and, and for Brooklyn, they were in the World Series multiple times, 52, 53, 55, and 56. What I'm saying is, this was a franchise that at one point was a regular participant in the World Series, and that all went dry in 19, after 1988. Now, when you stop and think about it, they were, I mean, they should never have gotten past the Mets, and they almost didn't. And so it would have been back to 81. If you think about 81, that was the weird split season. Or actually, the Reds won more games than the Dodgers, but because it was a split season, uh, they had the first half division winners and the second half division winners, and the Reds got screwed out of it. So if it weren't for the bizarre split season and a really unlikely NLCS, it might have been going back to 1978. To see a Dodger pennant, but you know, let's let's hang tight, Sullivan. Let's just let's not go crazy. What I'm saying is, is that 
there have been a lot of stars who have come and go through the Dodger organization. I remember the year that I was out here, I, I came out here when I was in college for a little bit, and there was a tremendous amount of excitement for the fact that there was an all-L.A.-born outfield of Eric Davis, Brett Butler, and Daryl Strawberry. And boy, did that crash and burn. This was a team that narrowly missed the playoffs in 1991, the first year that Strawberry came over here, that there was the last kind of big rush of stars to play under Lasorda. Because remember, Lasorda was still the manager when Piazza and Hideo Nomo and Eric Karros and Raul Mondesi all emerged on the scene. It looked like they were building a great new super team. And that didn't quite work out. They couldn't get past the division series. And then Manny, then there was that weird year in, in 2004, I'm jumping ahead, that year in 2004 when they made the playoffs on the, the Finley homer. And then in 06 when they lost to the Mets. And then in 08 and 09 when they got all the way to the National League Championship Series but couldn't get past the Phillies in those years. And now they've made four straight trips to the postseason. There's been a ton of success in Los Angeles, and none of it seems to mean piddly-poo because there have been no pennants. You don't want to think of those as the great Dodger teams. There are more memories of the Oral Hershiser 88 team with Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson had one good year with the Dodgers. When you look at that Dodger team, there were so many players on that 1988 team who were just kind of, you know, it was very similar to the 2013 Red Sox team. There was a lot of cobbled together players, veterans at the end of their rope having one last good year. Does anyone look back and think of Alfredo Griffin as a great Dodger? No one looks back at Franklin Stubbs or Jeff Hamilton or John Shelby or John Tudor or Jay Howell, and yet they were all involved in a world champion Dodger team, unlike anyone since. Of all the big stars, and Clayton Kershaw, who's on the mound, who I've talked about his narrative, and the fact that he could do this for a Dodger team that has its share of frustrations of its own. Oh, I know it's nothing compared to what the Cubs are going through and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure I gave the same crap about, compared to Red Sox fans, you don't understand pain when talking about the travails of the Angels and several other teams they beat along the years. But do you know what? If you're a Dodger fan who's younger than 35 years old, you're sitting there going like, when's my pennant. When's my trip? And to them, the idea of 1908 or 1988, it's the same thing. That they haven't been able to experience it. And when you think about a young fan who, believe me, you go to Dodger Stadium, they drive home the notion of the great memories, because they'll show Koufax, they'll show Valenzuela, they'll show Garvey, they'll show all the players who won the titles, they say, yeah, 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 where's mine? Where's mine? I think about another team that had multiple championships in the 80s and then a long drought were my beloved Boston Celtics, of which I have great memories of Larry Bird and Robert Parrish and all of them, but if you're a Celtic fan in Boston and you were, came of age after the Larry Bird era, you're probably thinking, geez, where are my titles? I'm tired of hearing about all the titles of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Where's mine? And it came around in 2008. Ah, another 08 year. 
God, that was already eight years ago. Holy cow, the time is flying by. What I'm saying is, all this talk about the angst going on for a Cubs fan, if you're a fan of the Dodgers, there's some angst if you're of a certain age. And even if you're not of that age, there's been a lot of frustration of sort of false calls, crying wolf, a bunch of John the Baptist who didn't turn out to be correct, of all the big names and the stars who are going to lead this Dodger team back to its glory. Didn't happen with Piazza. It didn't happen with Daryl Strawberry. It didn't happen with Manny Ramirez. It didn't happen with Matt Kemp. It can still happen with Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw could still take his rightful place amongst the legends that I had just said. The Hershizers, the Valenzuela. He's already outperformed them in his career, in his very young career. But he won't belong there without a trip to the World Series. He's pitching in about 40 minutes. You all know what happened. I think that if he wins and forces us to a Game 7, a Game 7 where anything could happen, after the great performance he gave in, great, in Game 2 and coming out of the bullpen to save the wild series against Washington, he's earning a spot. And there are long-suffering Dodger fans. This franchise has been here a while. And with Vin Scully gone, the connections to Brooklyn are gone as well. You know, the, this is a Los Angeles franchise. And in a few decades, it will be in L.A. as long as it was in Brooklyn. For me, they've always been L.A. I was born in 72. So I have no memories of the Brooklyn Dodgers. But they're Dodger fans, and I know some diehard ones. I know some passionate ones. And they're a little tired of wearing T-shirts that say division titles. Those VHS copies of Oral Hershiser jumping into Rick Dempsey's arm. Rick Dempsey, another player you don't think of as a Dodger, but he's a world champion Dodger, and Clayton Kershaw is not. So we'll see. Long-suffering Dodger fans want to experience a little joy tonight. Have Cub fans suffered longer? Well, let me ask you something. If you're a 34-year-old Dodger fan or you're a 34-year-old Cub fan, which one of you has suffered more? Has that younger fan, has that fan at 34 years old who's the Cubs, who's never experienced a World Series, and the Dodger fan who's never experienced a World Series, is one really, do you add on the misery based upon the earlier years? Or is it more annoying that the older fans have a championship that they can point to and you have gotch? You don't have piddly poo. It reminds me a little bit of what was happening with the Kansas City Royals last year, where the Royals fans of a certain age are like, I'm tired of hearing about George Brett. I'm tired of hearing about Brett Saberhagen. I'm tired of hearing about Willie Wilson and Frank White and Dan Quisenberry. I want a team of my own. And they got one. They got one. Now, is it, is it a rewarding a fan for misery based upon years when they weren't even alive? I don't know. Perhaps it's the compounded misery that they can turn to their father and say, did you experience one? Nope. And they can turn to their grandfather, did you experience one? Nope. Is that what's happening? Either way, we're going to find out.
Cub fans may not want to hear about long-suffering Dodger fans, but do you know what? Some of them exist, and they're not toddlers. Okay, when I come back, Game 6 of the National Championship Series will be over. You already know what happened, and um, look at I want a Game 7. All right, the game isn't over, but it's over. Uh, Josh Reddick just got picked off. It's 2-0 uh, in the uh, second inning. And, um, you know, part was on a drop ball and left center field. And, and just the Dodgers just look like they're a mess right now. And I just don't see... Look, there's a lot of baseball to be played. And Clayton Kershaw could shut them down. And the uh, Dodgers' bats could go on, I don't know, three one-run rallies. And next thing you know, they win the game. There's a game seven. I, I really, really honestly here right now, I don't see that happening. Um, I, I When I saw Reddick picked off, uh, I started playing with my sons and we started playing a game with their animals where we were simulating a, 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 a city council meeting with their animals and the dogs and the cats were appealing to the mayor. The mayor is a duck about what are we going to do about the dogs and the cats in our town who fight with each other. And I have to say that that scenario with my kids and their animals has more drama and more tension than this game six right now. Remember when the Dodgers took the 2 nothing lead and you knew there was a Kershaw game looming and the Cubs' bats were dead? From that moment, this series has been just pretty much all Cubs, hasn't it? Even against Kershaw, who's pitching in the second inning. So, look at I'll come back. I just, psychologically, I feel like this game's over. Now, you all know whether or not that's true or not. But you also didn't know that Mayor Duck ruled in favor of the Cats. Well, the game isn't over, but I turned it off because of um, what happened in the eighth inning. Uh, Hendricks was throwing a masterpiece. Let up only two hits over seven and a third innings, less than 90 pitches. And Joe Madden pulled Hendricks for Chapman. It was not a save situation. He just brought him in in the eighth inning. Uh, Hendricks showing no signs of tiring, of not being dominant. And quite frankly, uh, there was no need to pull him. I mean, the Dodgers just looked dead from the neck up. And, uh, you know, they looked dead from the neck up. And they just were not clearly coming back from this 5 nothing deficit. And if Kyle Hendricks was on the mound throwing a complete game shutout to clinch the pennant for the Cubs, I might say, okay, all right, that's a feel-good moment. Fine, fine. If Hector Rondon or Carl Edwards had come in as kind of a mop-up inning, Okay, fine. I would have been okay with it. <clears throat> Bringing in Chapman to close a game that wasn't a safe situation, wasn't in dire need, is an absolute statement that you want to give this honor of clinching the pennant to Chapman.
And for that reason, F. Joe Madden. And I only said F. Joe Madden because the door is open and my kids might hear it. So I'll take two steps out into my yard and I'll say this out loud. Fuck Joe Madden. I have lost so much respect for him that he made a decision to say, I'm giving the honor of clinching this, having this moment that people have been waiting since 1945 for. I, even though it isn't a closer situation, it isn't a save situation, isn't a situ- and, the, and the pitcher was pitching in a dominant way, this is him saying, I want you to have this honor. I want you to close it out. And there's no need to do that. And there's no need for me to watch it. I'm not even interested in watching this Cubs celebration. I'm not interested in the celebration of Aroldis Chapman. So, Cub fans, if you grew up a Cub fan, um, the game is still going on. I'm sure it's going to be a great moment for you. And if you grew up a big Cub fan and you were there for all this, uh, I'm not going to get too much on you or anything. I just personally don't want to see it. And there's one thing that can prevent... I mean, see, here's the sad thing. Because so much of this has been the Cubs not even getting to the World Series, this final image of Chapman is going to be preserved on walls and bars in Chicago forever. I told the story about how I went to a bar in near Wrigley Field, and they had a giant basic shrine to the 1969 Cubs. That team folded down the stretch. They didn't even make the playoffs. And there was another shrine to the 84 Cubs, a team that had one of the great El Flopperinos in the LCS against San Diego. So the image of getting to the World Series is going to be something cherished by Cub fans, and that image will be cherished forever. Do me a favor. Show the shot of Rizzo's home run or Contreras' home run. If the final out is a pop-up to left field or a pop-up to, to the Bryant or you know, a foul pop to the catcher or something, have that be the image you put on there. I just, I have a real, real, I mean, why do I have to explain why glorifying people and sweeping under the rug of domestic violence is something that I abhor? He served his suspension, okay. You think he paid his time? I disagree, but okay. According to the rules that are collectively bargained for, fine. Doesn't mean we have to go out of our way to celebrate them. There's a difference. He's on the roster. He's playing. I'm going to make an effort to make sure he gets the honor. And for that reason, a guy who does 365 baseball podcasts a year and a guy who has intense love for the history of baseball has no interest in watching the Cubs clinch a pennant. So I'll figure out who owned baseball and everything tomorrow morning. Go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, so I have an iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Somewhat disgusted on the day the club, the Cubs clinched the club, club, the club, clinched the pennant. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. The 22nd day of October 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Man, those long-suffering Dodger fans. And you can call me Sullivan.